Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Good morning, Sam. It's Monday morning. How are you doing? Yeah, all right. It was all right weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. I what, mean, I say that. Wise? I've got no idea of knowing what yours was. Although I know you were pissed on Saturday. Yeah. Because there Shit. are all sorts of messages, all sorts of ideas coming through for the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, around what I call pissed o'clock on yeah, Saturday. Which, 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 with hindsight and having looked back at them in the cold light of day, don't seem quite as good now. <laughs> I can't remember them, but I basically, I went along with it because I knew you were pissed. I didn't want to anger you. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss <laughs> In case, in case the messages escalate to a phone call. <laughs> yeah, is that? <laughs> Who are you to not accept my ideas, you fucking arrogant cunt? That's oh. fucking gold, that is. It's fucking, that's the BAFTA. That's the fucking BAFTA, that one. Yeah, so it seemed like you were having a nice time. Yeah, I just I, got really drunk with me yeah, mates. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I'm still, still sort of feeling the after effects this morning. The fucking two-day hangover. Oh, dear me. Well, it's another reason why people have had to wait a bit longer for this week's podcast, which we often do on a Sunday evening. But you were hungover, and to be honest, it is genuinely becoming untenable, me doing the podcast with... (laughs) the kids in the house <laughs> it's it's i know i've commented on it before but now it's just got out of hand because like the one we did on thursday which lots of people have been very complimentary about on twitter but well, not, not not so much in this household <laughs> you'll know that that my troll whose name escapes me who i suspect of either being my daughter or my wife or a combination of two i do know that my wife looked up that horrible tweet and liked yeah. it and I think retweeted <laughs> it which was annoying and then and then my daughter said that she'd heard me claiming that she ate more meat now we were vegetarian yeah and she took issue with that and I entered into a debate with her about it. and in the end she just cut across me and she went either way just don't talk about me on your podcast or whatever it is right yeah like really disdainful of the very existence of this thing and I said fine and then my son, who I thought had been asleep in bed in his room, said, I heard you say something even pipes up. This is round the breakfast table on Saturday. I heard you say something even worse on your podcast. And he had a big grin on his face. He's only seven, you know. And I could see my wife thinking, oh, no. And I went, what? And he went, I heard you say, shut up, you fat fucking lady man. <laughs> And I was like, oh no. Oh. And I was like, every like my daughter and my wife looked at me really annoyed because I couldn't help but laugh when he said it because it, <laughs> I don't encourage my kids to swear. Of course I don't, but it yeah. is funny when you hear a young kid swear like that. Of course it is. And so I couldn't help but laugh. And then I said, you know, said to him, do not ever fucking say that. Well, I said, do not say that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's I'm stupid for saying that. But then we went out with his mate and his mate's dad later that day. 
and I don't know the mate's dad that well. It's a bit awkward, you know, when you shove together yeah. with another parent. Yeah. As it turns out, he's a very nice man, so it was all fine. But um, but obviously, you're trying to make a good impression, mm-hmm. and Len tries to bring it up again in front Oof. of the in front of the go. Oh yeah, you should hear. What he's saying to his mate, but in front of us, you should hear what my dad says on his podcast. <laughs> and uh, he goes to start saying, I go, Len, do not say that. Anything you ever hear me saying on my podcast, never say it. And uh, and then, of course, you also feel like a dick because you've been outed as having a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I told the, the, the other dad had told me that he was really into podcasts. Oh, right. Okay. And he listens to the uh, Danny Baker one, yeah. Danny Baker and then he got Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch, yeah. A number of podcasts, <clears throat> Andy, that aren't ours. Mm. And so I bristled. Yeah. Like, but I had to play it down because I'm thinking, yeah, but Top Flight Time Machine's the best podcast. <laughs> he didn't even say mints. God's sick. I mean, I would have let him off the hook if he'd said that at yeah. least. So I was being childish in my mind. Then Len starts trying to quote things that he'd heard me say, which, to be honest, when taken out of context in isolation, Andy, they don't reflect well on this podcast. Or you, particularly. (laughs) Or me. Least of all me. But also, I think the podcast has got more to offer than just the fucking mad dementing swearing. Yeah, it's got depth. If you just took the isolated swearing and just showed that to people, you know, it makes sound like rude men. Then it'd just be like that fucking people taking that Bross documentary, filleting out all of Matt Goss's mad things, turning them into memes and, you know, doing an article like top 10 funniest Matt Goss quotes from the Bross documentary. And then you'd think, oh, this is silly. But then when you watch the Bross documentary, you realise actually it's a thing of depth and, and artistic merit. It definitely is, yeah. It's on again this Saturday night as well. If you haven't seen it yet... I know we've bigged it up a couple of times. If you still haven't seen it, it's on BBC Two this Saturday night. It's been on BBC Four a couple of times, and BBC Two have realised which way the wind's blowing and that there's there's viewers to be had. So it's on mm. yet again, BBC Two this Saturday night. So I'll there you be go. watching it. I, it. I mean, I haven't watched it for a second time yet, which is remiss <clears throat> of me because it's mm. a minimum double watcher. I've done it three times. <laughs> and, I've, and, I've, and I've got the Blu-ray as well, but I haven't got around oh. to watching the Blu-ray yet. Yeah, I'm going to get the Blu-ray. Before we go any further, uh, we've had some correspondence from oh, um, Lisa Red 4D on Twitter, um, mm. and this is in relation to one of the News Without News headlines from the last episode yeah. about long penises helping hermit crabs avoid being mm. robbed during sex. Right. And there's an explanation. It's from a QI tweet. Mm. Um, Because they've got long penises, this allows the male crab to procreate without leaving his shell, thereby reducing the risk it will be stolen while he's having it off. So that's why. That's what it's about. It's like if you had a massive dick, it means you could have sex without leaving the house with someone that was just going past outside. You know what that reminds me of? Mr. Tickle. Because you know yeah. Mr. Tickle could yeah. make himself a cup of tea and a sandwich without yeah. getting out of bed. That's right. Because his arms went all the way down to the kitchen. And he and even he reached thought, all the way to the local school and tickled the teacher through the window. Yeah, that's in post-U-Tree, I think that book has been edited. Yeah, probably, yeah, not, not so good now. But, the, but I did often think, imagine if that extended to other appendages. Of course. 
Why wouldn't you think that? However, if you did have a penis that was capable of performing those kind of miracles, you should use it wisely because it's like the old Spider-Man thing, isn't it? With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Don't start using your extra long penis to stick into God knows what holes all yeah. over the, all over town, up someone's drain pipe, etc. Yeah. Down down the vicar's chimney. Yeah, just to keep your hand in. Yeah. <laughs> in the absence of any other holes that'll accept it. Yeah. Because you still need a willing hole. Doesn't matter how long your penis is. You know, great. If you if you had a neighbour who you were already in a romantic um say she lived like three she or he lived four doors down. Mm. You could Skype each other. Do you fancy some Fancy a bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do, but I'm just in the middle of watching the Bross documentary for the fourth time and I'm having a biscuit. Yeah. Um, but no I'll, problem. I'll just I send it round. <laughs> open your window. I'll send my willy round now. <laughs> hey, talking of willies, do you know that, have you seen that lots of people have ripped off my biggest willies in showbiz article? Have they? Yeah. The Recently, did, since, you, since you spoke about it on this podcast. Correct. Since I talked to you on the podcast, suddenly the Sun published it. Ah. And not only did it, was it the same idea, they had also done the exact same visual execution that I had used all those years ago. No way. In, yeah, which was a series of vegetables of varying sizes. Yeah. Right? So I thought, fucking hell, something funny's going on here. And a few people got in touch with me on Twitter to alert me to this. And it was right. honestly uncanny. This is not one of my usual Sam Delaney deluding myself that I've invented everything before anyone else. Of course right? not. Which I, I know sometimes I can do. This is, I did invent the Willie article and that design layout and the sun <laughs> nine years later or 10 years later, or whatever, I've done it. Fine, I don't care. I'm not going to take on Murdoch. But if other people do it, Yet. all I'm saying is that, <laughs> as I said to someone on Twitter, you'll be hearing from my Willie lawyers, <laughs> which gave me an idea for a special legal firm called Willie and Willie Legal that just dealt in Willie-related legal cases. Okay. Don't you're know on your what own with that one. If don't know if that's an idea for a TV sitcom or an actual legal firm or a radio show or another podcast. I don't know. But make a note of it, Andy. Yeah. Because uh, I can, think it's an idea mm, that we might be able to monetize at some I, point. I, William I, Willie Limited. I, can no? I just can I just slowly withdraw from that one? You're, you're out. You're, I'm out already. I'm not I'm not into that at all. Can I just go back to the Mr. Tickle penis thing yeah. that you've just talked about? How do you get an erect penis to go round corners? Aha, good question. Because has I it got a hinge? That, no, I, hinges? Think, I think what you do is you unfurl the penis while still flaccid. While flaccid, ma- right. Maximum on a semi. Yeah. And that's how you, it can get to where it needs to go. And then once it's arrived... <laughs> Through the streets. The, and the, reci- the-, the recipient... <laughs> yeah. ...gives you a double tap on the helmet to, <laughs> to let I you know ready. that it's ready that it's in position and then you begin to become erect however Ooh. having said that then it might then it might lose its position i don't the, know the yeah the position would it, change it's a tough I, one i think the length would change as well obviously a okay, flaccid so penis is shorter than an erect penis isn't it so going around corners is a have you got to then take that into account and leave it short by about i don't know a percentage from its target area yes and then like, once it's erect it then fills the space that it needs to well, get to it's like if you got a pair of unshrunk levi's 501s people used to say 
get them an inch too big at the waist and the leg. Because then, if you sit in the bath like they used to in the olden days to shrink yeah. and shrink to fit your body, they will yeah. lose an inch on both. So it's the same with um, crabs' cocks. <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? I don't know. It, it, well, it was. It started out as crabs, but it's it's gone into the human realm since. Mm. Let's not deny it. We're talking about ourselves here. <laughs> was there a kid at your school who was known to have a particularly large penis? You don't have to go into any detailed anecdotes. Um, no, I don't think there was. There was one who, when, when we started in the first year of secondary school and did had showers after PE for the first time, was very obviously fully pubic at the age <laughs> of 11. <laughs> it was like a, a man-boy. But, uh, yeah, there was a man. But, well, we've talked about your school before, like how there was lots of men who just looked like they were professional darts players or something. Yeah, that was it. Who I seemed started, to be I school started, children. Yeah, at age 11, I started on the yeah. first day because there was a sixth form there as well. So they, obviously the, the age yeah. range went from 11 through to 18. And Big I'm stand, men with beards. Yeah, there's fellas with moustaches smoking in the fucking playground <laughs> and everything. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Have I come, have I come to some kind of foundry? Yeah, it's <laughs> this terrifying. This is not a school. Yeah. This is it. Shall we have a look at the... Um, the uh, prediction league. Okay. Um, not a great weekend for everybody, um, except for you, really, Sam, because you slightly oh. extended your lead. Oh, my God. You got God. four points. Nobody got a correct scoreline. It was yeah. all correct results here and there. Uh, you got four points. You're on now 72. Uh, results spot only got three. So that tin cunt is now on 70. Yeah. And I got three as well, so I'm just behind results spot on 69. Well, I need so, to go back through the way that these things have progressed over the last uh, six weeks and draw a graph, or even the whole season, a graph, because the way at which I have recovered at such a rapid pace is something that... It's unreal. It's not, not many people have seen this before, someone coming from that far behind to win. Yeah, it's unreal. I mean, not that I'm saying I've won, there's a long way to go, and I'm taking every prediction um, as it comes. Mm. But but to have to achieved what I've achieved at this stage is remarkable, and I would like to see it in um, a graph format. I'm pretty sure that some members of the online TFTM fan community mm. uh, who've got their, their unofficial the tribute blogs... Why don't you call them the Cunters? The Cunters, all right, the Cunters. I'm not completely comfortable with that still, but I'll, I'll go with it. A lot of people um, using it on in, online, on yeah. Twitter. A lot okay. of people seem warm warm towards it. All right, the, the, the Cunter blogosphere, because they've all, they've all got blogs where they all write about mm. their podcast and you know review it yeah. and analyse yeah. it. I'm sure some of them have got graphs of the uh, the entirety of the prediction league from from the start of the season right through to now. Well, if you so, do, please make it available to me. I'd like to see it. And usual channels. Pr- print it out, stick it, frame it on the wall back here at home. Confuse I should the kids, add as well. Scare the children. Of people, lots of people get in touch with us via Twitter, but we've also now, um, <clears throat> at no great expense, we've also acquired an email address, mm. which you can Part get in touch with empire. us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we forked out for an email address. It is yeah. uh, topflighttimemachine at gmail.com. Mm. So some people have been emailing us some bullshits and sexual failures and all that kind of thing. But what I should say is, if it's a really long one, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think any story, I mean, I'm one to talk. It's how I'm hardly known for my brevity. But you, could, <laughs> you can always shrink it down. 
I would say if it's a really long one, try and make sure it's a really good one as well. Yeah. Uh, what are those special? Are they Chinese or Japanese poems that are just in the haikus? You can do haikus. Yeah. Bullshit haiku. The first the first line is five syllables. Second line is seven syllables, I think, and then five syllables again. Yeah. If you can do, do a, a bull- bullshit in one of them, but if you can do a bullshit or a sex fail <clears throat> in one of them, go go for it. You'll get one of our non-existent badges as a prize. Yeah. Jalapeño. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Quite a lot of bullshit's come in, and it's been kind of stacking up over the last few weeks, so should we try yeah. and get through as many as we can? Let's do some. I don't have many. There's one that I really liked yesterday, but the rest is on you, I think. All right, then. Well, I'll go first, then. This is from Carl Mapp via the new email address that we've acquired. Uh, Carl says, A top bullshitter at primary school told us that his legs were made of steel and would never break. <laughs> to, prove this, <laughs> to prove this, he had all the lads lined up and taken in turns to kick him in the shins. After a couple of boots to the legs, I could see tears in his eyes, but he bravely allowed a few more before quickly running away crying. He never mentioned the steel legs ever again. I bet he didn't. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great subcategory of bullshit where you haven't thought it through and people contest it immediately there and yeah. It's the opposite of the classic bullshit is bullshit, which is, you know, having a girlfriend in Canada. People cannot yeah. test that. If you claim you got noshed off by a French girl in the woods by a campsite on when holiday. you're on holiday, yeah. right? There's no way that can be like specifically denied. Because if you're in some isolated yeah. woods, yeah. no one can disprove it. But things like having steel legs, it's just like someone's blurted a bullshit and they haven't done their due diligence. <laughs> Here's another one. That could easily be disproved fairly quickly and easily, but I do like it from Paul Bell on Twitter. He says, my mate reckons he can flush a toilet full of bog roll and shite just with the power of his piss flow. (laughs) What? A whole bog roll? Well, just like, I think what he means is... (laughs) The bog roll. No, I just think that he's done a shit, the shit's done, and then he's wiped his ass, depending on the size of shit. We're talking about, what, three to four to five wipes? I don't know. 
and so that amount and then he's just does it gets up he's obviously yeah. held the piss back while shitting which is that's no easy really task impossible. that's really almost hard. impossible to do yeah and then unless he goes in and does it on someone else's shit oh that's disgusting maybe anyway, he does maybe he's a either piss- way the man he- reckons he's got a massive shit my brother Dom reckons that when he was at primary school they had a <laughs> urinal what do you call not the individual urinals but the trough style the, ones right trough yeah trough trough I call it the trough so at primary school there was a trough <laughs> and uh, there was a it was the wall that the trough was at the base of yeah was the wall that only went halfway up to the ceiling right so it right. divided and it divided off the toilet from the corridor outside just making sense yeah well anyway it doesn't matter because the point of the story is is that my brother reckons that he was walking to the toilet and he was walking along the hallway and on the other side some of the lads were doing <laughs> who can piss the highest like you do of course and and uh i can't I, there was a bloke called john Knappin, i think his name was i don't know why i remember the details of this and he pissed he was the champion <laughs> he was the champion pisser of the school and so it was Dom's unlucky day because as he was walking along, suddenly he felt piss raining on his head. <laughs> he was like, oh, who the fuck's done that? He <clears> runs <throat> round and John Neppin is caught red-handed, pissing so high it's over the wall. But I think my brother forgave him because I don't think he was doing it to try and get my brother. He was just trying to win a piss contest fair did, and square. Did did John have some kind of Mr. Tickle penis, do you think? No, it was the win. jet. It was the jet, and that's not jet. necessarily is down to length of penis. In fact, you could suggest that having a smaller, stubbier penis, or a chode, as they are known. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Yeah. <laughs> chode. It, having a chode might allow you to generate better power and yeah. um, propel your urine higher Yeah, because there's a short, short distance for it to travel from like, source th- to outlet. Th- think of a, a build of a 100-metre sprinter. As yeah. opposed to a Steve Cram. Yeah. The the, the middle distance runners are tall and rangy, whereas yeah. the sprinters are, are more squat, aren't they? They tend to be squat. Chunky. You have that explosive power. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, my brother Don got his head pissed on. Uh, by the way, Paul Bell signs off his text about uh, his friend's powerful piss by saying, five pound in the mail if you use this. <laughs> I know. <don't- laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, that he means to us, because remember we've set up a new system where you have to pay us if oh, we read your content That's out. That's all right, then. Okay, you can get the um, uh, invoicing details via the email address. That's fine. That's all right. Um, you, you named John, was it John Knappen you said there? Yeah. It's good that you've named him for no good reason, because that's another person who could subsequently get in touch with you and say, never talk about me on your podcast ever again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, another got, one. We've already got your daughter, and we've got who is it? Um, Louis Collins. Louis Collins as well. Yeah, the, the list is mounting up. So John Louis you... Collins popped up on a sensational video of Leeds fans. Uh, you know, nowadays I'm seeing it more fans, away fans, getting in the home end, not right. necessarily like for trouble, but just yeah. being in there and thinking it's all right to just yeah. stand up and cheer when your team score. Fucking and some hell. Leeds fans did that Loftus Road. And my brother sent me a video, and I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, so that's that's out of order. Yeah. But these people didn't look like they would add star aggro. It looked like they were just naive and didn't understand that it was not on. And a few people shout at them, and then suddenly the great Louis Collins emerges from the crowd <laughs> and rem- and let's just say remonstrates with them in a robust manner, <laughs> asking them to leave the stand. So. 
although I promise not to talk about Louis again, I think that's something to be very proud of. Yeah, you've, and you've I mentioned might even him. Share the video. You've well mentioned done. him in a positive light there, so I think that's yeah. fine. Couple more bullshit. Um, Oliver McCormack gets in touch and says, "I work with someone who claimed to have been raised in Ireland but lost his accent at sixteen after falling from a tree." <laughs> uh, he also claimed at the age of 20 to have been in the Marines, killed some people, and then left. And mm. Oliver says, I'd known him since we were 16, and this clearly never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. More Special Forces stuff. This is from at Bunny Gets It on Twitter. Uh, I used to work with a spectacular bullshitter. He was a university library warden that claimed to be ex-forces. He said that there was a boat parked on the Thames outside Parliament once and he got orders from the Prime Minister to go aboard and leave no one alive. (laughs) And that came direct from the PM. (laughs) Direct from the PM. Wow. So Bunny gets it, his his friend, uh, but he's now a university library warden, so falling on hard times there. Well, maybe, but maybe you just choose sometimes. You think you've had enough of that kind of life and you go the other way completely. You want to change your pace. Yeah, I guess well, so. Like, have you seen the? I've asked you before, but the Equalizer with Denzel Washington, mm. the film version of the great Edward Woodward TV series. <laughs> yeah, and, and in it, like the uh, he is he's been special forces working for the CIA or whatever, mm. and he's just decided to quit the life because it was all too much, and he just works. In the first one, he's working in basically a home base. And in the second one, he's an Uber driver because he just right. wants the quiet life. But unfortunately, things keep happening around him that force yeah. him to use his special skills. <laughs> and this guy, the, this bullshitter, is sort of on that. Is sort of that. It's you that think kind that's of what vibe. it is? Trouble finds him. Trouble finds. He he's finds decided. Trouble. I've had enough. I've seen too many bad things. Things that a man should never have to see. And it's yeah. time to get out of the game and live a simple life, a simple, a humble life. In, the, but in then, academia. You're in the library, and suddenly some terrorists rock up because they want to <laughs> they want to blow up the bit about capitalism and Christianity, <laughs> and you just have to go into action. And the message comes down from the PM. Yeah, this crossovers out. into our hero fantasies, of course, which we're also interested oh, in. Of course, still. yeah, plenty of them. Keep them coming. Um, another one from At Warwick Road, uh, a well-known bullshitter and member of my sister's ex's family. She didn't really need to tell us that, but thanks anyway. Says, uh, the bullshitter once told people he got pissed one night and walked home along the canal in Clayton, Manchester, but ended up getting on a barge and crashing out. When he woke up, he said he was in France. (laughs) (laughs) That was another thing that you can get in touch with for more content, which you have to pay us for. Um, Yeah. We did it the other week, didn't we? But I want to hear your ones, just where you've woken up. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Sur- surprise places you've woken up. Yeah. Gone to sleep somewhere, or perhaps you don't remember going to sleep, and then you wake up and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, with me on Saturday night, it was on the set day at six in the morning. Yeah. Well, you well, know, that's, that's, quite, that's quite standard. That's quite common. Yeah. But I told you about like my mate and the um, Marine, or whatever he was, the Army man, asking him, sending me had a bottle of wine at his house after having <laughs> fallen asleep on a train. And then another bloke who I used to work with told me that he woke up once in a bin, having fallen asleep on a train, <laughs> drunk. He had somehow been yeah. removed from the train and thrown into one of those massive bins. Yeah. And and another time he reckons that he woke up having fallen asleep on a train and had been laid out across some tracks. Fucking hell. 
Yeah. Like a like a, 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 a screaming woman in a black and white comedy film. That's what he said it was like, yeah. Was there a, <laughs> an evil said, fella twirling his moustache at the side yeah, of the track? I said, why? And he goes, oh, well, you know, it's like people mug you on the train. If they see you yeah. asleep, they come, they take your wallet. And some people aren't satisfied with that, just taking your possessions. They want mm. to humiliate slash kill you. So yeah. they lay you across some tracks. Yeah, true, right. About four, about 18 years ago, I worked for a brief time at British Telecom Directory Inquiries Call Centre. Oh, it was cool. not a good time for me, oh, personally okay. or professionally. Um, and on the uh, the first day when I started for like the training induction thing, uh, I got uh, put in the same group as a young fella called Michael. And mm. Michael lived in South Shields, which was about seven or eight miles away from the call centre. Mm. And Michael informed everyone that, because he didn't want to be late on his first day, he'd come through to Sunderland the night before and slept in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that was true? I think it was true. I think it was absolutely true. So he'd slept I in the really bin. I really admire Michael, because that then, is like being in the SAS. Yeah. He's planned ahead, hasn't he? So he got to walk up, dusted himself down. Yeah. You know, scrape some potato peelings off him or whatever was in the bin. Listen, mate, went into who work. didn't admire and aspire to the lifestyle of Top Cat when they were exactly. growing up? Exactly, exactly. We yeah. all did, didn't we? I loved it. He had that little telephone box, which was supposed to be Officer Dibbles, but he used it just for his business calls. Yeah. And he'd, he'd, get, he'd clean his teeth, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. He had a little glass that he kept his toothbrush in. He had a night mask. Yeah. And it just looked amazing sleeping in that bin down an alley. And every boy who watched Top Cat thought, one day I want to live in a bin down an alley with all my mates. Yeah, and absolutely. And we still do. It's the stray man's fantasy. But the problem is that he's now appearing in fucking adverts for... Um, Halifax. Banks and things like Flogging that. Flogging fucking is- mortgages. And that right there is uh, uh, encapsulates everything that's gone wrong with our society. Yeah. Because what he was was a, a, a like the embodiment of a rebel spirit. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. why we all uh, like loved Top Cat and wanted to be like him, because he didn't give a fuck. He had a gang of mates. They copped a <laughs> snooper officer Dibble. They cared not for the, the way in which people... In, in many ways, it was like train spotting. You know, like at the beginning of train spotting, he's going, get a job, you know, get a career, get a family. Yeah. And he goes, but I chose not to choose life. I chose heroin. That's like Top Cat, but Top Cat did it 20 years beforehand. Top yeah. Cat could have started with, they say choose a job. Hey, boo-boo. They say choose a job. No, I'm doing fucking Yogi Bear now, although it's similar. Choose have a you job. Seen the epi- have you seen the episode to- of Top Cat where one of, the, one of his gang repeatedly tries to commit suicide? Yes, I have. <laughs> I have, and you couldn't do that these days because you that really that makes on. light of <laughs> I just remember suicide. the bit where he's standing on the top of a bridge and he's got a rock chin to his ankle. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to throw himself off. Oh, God, no. That's It'll be awful. on YouTube somewhere. Is it just Benny the Blue who's trying to do it? Because he seems the one. Is it Benny Blue? Benny the no, Blue, I the little. Was, I think it was Choo Choo. Choo Choo always seems the most upbeat cunt of all of them. Yeah. Anyway, Top Cat, <laughs> Top Cat did not tow the line, did he? He refused nah. to fucking conform to society's norms, right, and mm. expectations. He chose to opt out. Straight of, man, but he was a cat. Of, yeah, of the of the capitalist conspiracy, right? He was a free spirit, and he was enjoying his life, and he was playing by his own rules, down an alley, in a bin with his mates. I think driving... if we do eventually get a no deal Brexit, I think a lot mm. of us are going to be going full top cut. Yeah, and um, it's not so bad. 
No. It's better than working for fucking directory inquiries, isn't it? Gotta be. Yeah, uh, uh, Michael's mistake was to get out of the fucking bin and turn up for work. Yeah, should have just exactly. used that as his springboard. Because then you're just becoming a slave of these fuckers. Yeah. And, and now what I'm saying is Top Cat represented all of those noble instincts that so many of us have when we were young and are beaten out of a lot of us, right? And now the fuckers have co-opted him to sell their fucking mortgages. Yeah. I.e., the very fucking bastion of the system that he was designed to rebel against, and they fucking fought, they've sucked him in. <laughs> money, money talks. Always. Fucking top cat selling me. A, and do you know what the worst irony of all is? My mortgage is with the fucking Halifax. Oh, man. You must be tempted right. to change. I'm going to stop paying. Yeah. Well, all this <laughs> fucking no deals coming, mate. And if they ask me, I'll fucking tell them it's because of this top cat business. I'm not happy about it. I'm not using the house anymore. I've got to live in a bin. So I'm yeah. not paying for it anymore. And all this fucking money I'm paying you, all this interest, right? <laughs> You're fucking spending that on basically corrupting the fucking legacy of Top Cat. And I won't have my hard-earned money going on that because that is disgusting. So I'm living in a bin. I'm not paying the mortgage anymore. Do what you must. And anyway, Michael got sacked after four days because he was fucking useless. Oh, so I don't God. know where he is now. Kept giving out the wrong numbers, didn't he? Yeah, he was pathetic. Red hot content. That's about all we've got time for. I'm going to end with um, a little sexual feel for you. It's a good one. Oh, this lovely. is from Willie Stewart. He says, age 14 in 1982 on a school holiday to the Venetian Riviera. Hmm, sets a nice scene there, Willie. Thank you very much. Not a normal school holiday. Two weeks at a beach resort with a one-day trip to Venice. All of us were allowed to drink, smoke and hire motorcycles. Fucking hell, this is, the, is this a school trip? Yeah, that's what he says. This is the this might greatest a, school trip of all time. This could be a sexual feel and a bullshit mingled yeah. together. So he says... Uh, it took a few days of us being there to realise it was a popular resort with our German cousins and it was full of tall, blonde, blue-eyed and sun-bronzed teenage girls and boys. Uh, for us, coming from provincial England, we had never seen the like. It took until the second week for me to pluck the courage to engage with these creatures. I was sat out in front of a bar with my friend and wingman, Darren Carson. I tentatively started some small talk with two German girls at the next table. It went well for a few minutes. I was encouraged, but I was starting to dry up. I turned to Darren for some silver-tongued input. There was maybe ten seconds silence before Darren's face lit up with inspiration. He pointed to the sky and shouted, Achtung! Spitfire! <laughs> Darren, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Willie says, we left. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is awful, but... That's not your own sexual fail. You were doing all right, mate. It's your yeah, mate fucked your own, which is almost it. a different category. If you got like cock blockers or whatever you call them, mates who <laughs> stitch you up, that's one. That's a different thing. <laughs> you, you basically, you've got nothing to be ashamed of there. And I would like to hear more about this school trip. Yeah, because definitely. It sounds fucking sensational. And so, uh, please send us more details. Um, one thought comes to mind. I won't go into detail now. Is about. <laughs> I've, I've, on every school trip I went on, there was a, a terrible litany, a trail of sexual failures. Right? <laughs> they, yeah. they were rid. All of them were riddled with them. <laughs> ones that have lived with me ever since. So we've got plenty more podcasts to get through those. <laughs> However, it puts me in mind of one incident, which I'm not going to tell you about now. But I had a conversation with my brother going coming back from a job we did last week, on it, and we we're in the car. And there's a bit of traffic, so it's kin time. And I had a conversation starter with him that 
was sexist and I'm not proud of that. But having said that, this is our fucking podcast and no one can stop. What, what are you going to do? Sat me for, for a, convers- <laughs> a private conversation, which I'm now making public. I can't oh, remember God. how it came up, but I said to my brother, what are the top five times you have seen tits? Right. And he said, are you talking about the best tits I've ever seen? And I said, no, no, I am not. That's a complete separate question. I'm talking about the top five instances in which you have happened to see some boobs. Mm. So it might be, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis's tits in in Trading Places is an obvious one to say. The best tits ever. No, it's not the best tits. It's the best (laughs) incident of seeing tits. No, I'm saying Jamie Lee Curtis is in Trading Places. Oh, yeah, they are. The best tits ever. (laughs) But, you know, like, it could be a surprising incident of seeing boobs. It could be unsolicited. It could be just, oh, my God, I wasn't didn't see that coming. It could just be a treat that someone's given to you. And you don't know. Yeah. So that, on a school trip to Germany in 1988, some girls from the year above were in the room next door to me and my mate Ben. Right. And my mate Ben was, he was he, he looked older than the rest of us, going back to what we were talking about earlier, and, he, and lots of girls liked him. So he was a great person to have on your side when you were entering tentatively into the world of romance, like I was at the time. And he was smooth-talking the two really fit girls in the room next to ours who were in the year above. Mm. And one of them put her bare boobs out of the window. So that's obviously in my top five. Top five times you've seen boobs. I know it's a bit sexist. I don't know if you... It's like I'm looking at your face here. You feel uncomfortable with the subject. No, no, not at all. But it was just a conversation starter, and he he told me it. I'm not going to go into my top five now. I've told you one, just yeah. as an example, in case other people have got good incidents of seeing boobs. And you could be a male or a female listener. It doesn't matter, because exactly. this isn't even sexual. It's just being surprised by a pair of boobs. Yeah, well, we'll hand that over to the cunters and see what they yeah. come up with. Right, we're going to be back later in the week with another Keegan Odyssey, and then we'll be back on Friday with, no doubt, 50-plus anecdotes about seeing tits <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a surprise though thanks for listening to our football podcast <laughs> yeah come on you irons come on Leeds as well <laughs> thanks a lot bye 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.